Well, hello, Masterpiece Women. My name is Tina Raines, and I'm the founder of Masterpiece Women and the host of the Masterpiece Women podcast. Welcome. If this is your first time with us, we hope that you'll go back and look at all the great content in our um, podcast because we had some incredible speakers from around the world. And Masterpiece Women is all about impacting the world for good and having authentic relationships and building community with other women and supporting one another. Many times we say we're all about collaboration and not competition because we would like to help every woman thrive. And if you haven't registered yet, January 28th, we're having a Thrive Conference. We have some amazing speakers. So check out our website, masterpiecewomen.org, because you do not want to miss it. It's going to be amazing. So this week, our topic is all about generosity. And when you think of generosity, what do you think for just a second? Who is that person that comes to your mind when you think of generosity? Is it the person that gave you a lot of money? Is it the person that wrote you a check? Oftentimes, it's the person who poured into you. It's the person who mentored you. It's the person who gave of their time, of their energy to be with you. Those are the people that oftentimes are the ones in your life that you think of when you think of generosity. So I want to talk to you a little bit today about what does generosity have to do with leadership? Well, it has everything to do with leadership. If we are leading our teams well, then we are what? Servant leaders, right? So for servant leaders, then we're going to be thinking of others first and we're going to be doing what it takes to be the servant leader, to draw people to their very best level, to support them in their growth, to help them succeed. And oftentimes the greatest thing you can give somebody is your time. It's not necessarily the money, it's the time, the energy. And I was actually studying today in um, David and I, I just wanna share with you in first Samuel, David was going after the Mechalites and they they were able to take them over. They were able to defeat them and they came back. And there was a group of his warriors that were just too exhausted from everything they'd been doing. So they stayed back to take care of the fort, take care of, you know, all the stuff. And the other ones went on and they traveled with him and they defeated the Mechalites. I may be saying that, but you know what I'm talking about, don't you? The, let's see. the um, yeah, I said it right. Amalekites. Uh, sorry, Amalekites. I knew I was getting one of those words wrong. Anyway, the Amalekites. And so when he came back, what did he do? There was part of his seems like, well, they didn't go. So they don't deserve all the loot because they were able to bring up back tons of treasure. No, he said, no, we're going to split it evenly. He took care of his team. So think about how in Samuel, his David constantly rallied people. He constantly had people following him. He constantly was able to achieve the goals God had for him and had all these people surrounding him to do it because he was generous of heart. He was generous of time. 
generous of spirit. He didn't take the credit. He was generous with his time with the Lord. He gave the Lord generously his time. And so what area of your life or who is that person? I want us to think because I I want these podcasts to not just be about, yes, good content. We want to give you the best content we can, but we want to really think about what is God calling us to do or say or in, who is he asking us to engage with? Maybe God's put somebody on your heart and you have not been generous with your time. One of the greatest thieves of generosity, I believe, is busyness. Busyness. When we're too busy, we cannot achieve the goal of generosity with people because we don't set them as a priority. We're going, 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 going. And so pay attention to your schedule and ask the Lord, who would you want me to be generous? Let's pay attention to the people around us this season. Who's hurting? Which single mom do you know that's struggling to pay your bills that maybe you can just go over and cook a meal for, or that you could buy gifts for the children? Generous gifts is a beautiful thing too. Oftentimes if someone just needs you to be that that um, year to, you know, listen to them for just a minute. So just think for a second, who is that person that you could pour into? I think that we can change the world by impacting one life at a time. So I'm just going to encourage you to ask the Lord. So when you think about some of the characters in the Bible, I think about Rebecca. What did Rebecca do? Rebecca was so generous. Abraham had sent out his, his people to go look for a wife for Isaac, didn't he? And when he came, the um, servant came across Rebecca. What did she do? She was so generous and so kind. And her kindness and her generosity paid off for generations to come because she ended up in the lineage of Jesus Christ. That was huge. Think about how generosity, she had no idea what she was doing. And we oftentimes don't know how our generosity is going to pay off from one you know, generation to the next, or even, you know, from one year to the next, but God knows, and it will pay off in great, great dividends. And Rebecca is a perfect example of that in the Bible, how she was so generous. And then she ends up being Isaac's wife. So I thought that was really incredible. And when you think about, um, I, I was thinking about a couple of other things to just share with you is One is oftentimes as Christians, we become very legalistic. And if we're caught in that box of legalism and we're not willing to look beyond it, then it's very difficult for us to be generous. We don't want to keep score of, okay, I did this, so this should happen. We want to do it without asking for anything in return. And oftentimes, and I'm guilty of this, I would say, you know, we do things and then when we don't get the response that we were hoping for, then we're disappointed because we were generous to that person. We gave them something, we did something for them, we spent time with them, whatever that is, took the time to text them if it's your kids or (laughs) 
I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I wonder if my kids just like my text just go to the next. Some of my kids are really good about texting me right back. And some are like a day or two later. Oh, hey, mom. You know, it's like, hello. Um, but oftentimes when we do those things and we don't get the response we want, what happens? We're so disappointed. We're frustrated. Maybe we don't keep doing them. I know I've been guilty of that. And I would say one of the things the Lord's really recently convicted me about is like, why are you doing it? Are you doing it selfishly because you want certain results? You're being kind to somebody. You're being generous to somebody because you want certain outcomes. And I know a lot of people with that kind of motivation, they're very manipulative and they are generous beyond anything you can imagine. But they're so selfish because they're doing it for their own motivations. And so if you're doing anything good for other people, but you're expecting results, let it go. Let it go. Because that's really not about being generous. That's really selfish. And if we're really real with ourselves, it's just being selfish. We want to feel good because we made somebody feel good. That's not what it's about. And so when you think on generosity, I want you to step back this season and ask yourself, what is my motivation? Is it because I just want to help them? I just want to impact someone's life for good? Go for it. Do it. Be as generous. I would love to hear about your stories of generosity. I'd love for you to email me. Just tell me how God, how is God using you? Is it your time, your talent, your treasures? How is God using you? And when you're thinking of leadership and you're leading the team, you have to consider all of your teammates. What are their needs? Get to know them. The greatest gift, the most generous, 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 generous opportunity you have with your team members is time and being an ear. Hear them. They want to be heard. They want to know that they're enough. They want to know that they're valuable. They want to know that you appreciate them. They want to know that they have permission to fail. They want to know that you're on their side. And as long as they know that, they will run with you. They will run for you. Look at David. He's a great example. All over Israel, people followed him because he was such a generous man. Everywhere he went, he served others. People want to be with people who they know care about him. So as a leader, we definitely want to do that in our homes. Generosity. Generosity sometimes is not just pulling out your checkbook. I know so many wealthy parents where I live. We just pulled up to a movie theater the other day and this young kid, he couldn't have been, I mean, he must have just gotten his license, had a Ferrari. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like what parent thinks that's a good idea? You know, and I thought to myself, there's nothing wrong with wealth, guys. I believe God wants all of us to be wealthy so that we can go impact the world for him and for good. So don't get me wrong here. I am not a scarcity mindset. I believe with everything in me that it is a great thing to be wealthy so that we can go be even more generous with our treasures because it's really his money. It's not ours. So generosity is not, you know, 
I love being generous with my treasures. I love being able to impact the world for good. So that's not it. But as parents, what are we teaching our kids if we give them everything? I can tell you, having come from poverty, I mean, we had nothing. I started working when I was 12 years old, busing tables. We were so poor at one point in my life that we literally lived in Mexico in a three-room shack, no indoor plumbing, no um, restrooms. Our restrooms were cardboard boxes outside in this this um what they call in spanish cartoneria but it's a cardboard box storage you know those big bundles of cardboard boxes behind Publix and whole foods those that's where they shipped them and just stored them and we would go behind there until one day a snake came chasing little me and i'm like seven years old skinny scrawny little girl running for her life and my mom said oh no you must build us an outhouse so we got an outhouse so that was really cool And our bathtubs were big barrels of water outside um, that I guess like the oil barrels or whatever outside with the hose. That was where we bathed. So I understand what poverty is. So my heart is to build a major business and be a multimillionaire so that I can be generous to people who are who are in need because I know what that's like. And I believe that God allowed that on a side note because he knew that that'd be the very thing the enemy meant for destruction with me between the poverty and the child abuse that I would use for his glory, that I would then come back and be able to help others. Just like I just launched my second chapter book. So I've done two books this year that I did a chapter in and it's called Surrender. So if you haven't gotten it, I got a little plug right there on Amazon. Go get it. It's going to be a great book. I've read the chapters. Oh my goodness. So excited about it and what God's doing with it. So I believe that every one of us wants to be completely surrendered. So that's my side note um, commercial for the day. But anyway, Um, So I get my point to that is all of that was for a purpose and a plan so much greater than I could have ever imagined. But it was generosity of my pastors. It was generosity of people who poured into me as a kid. Alma and Tony Jaramillo owned a restaurant and let me um, babysit their kids at 12 years old. And then they would let me bust the tables at the restaurant where my mom was waitressing because we had no money and I could at least just get some tips and things and have some extra money at 12 years old. And they taught me the value of money. And so generosity is a beautiful thing, but spoiling our kids and generosity are not the same thing because we want our kids to have work ethic. We want our kids to have the opportunity to plan and to strive to reach their goals if you give everything to them what do they have to go for right so just a a side note on generosity there's a difference between generosity and spoiling our kids rotten and there's a season because I was so poor that I actually um did spoil my children And um, then I had to backtrack. I had a lot of cleaning up to do because of it. And so um, I've been both sides of the street. I'm going to tell you, it's better to let them work hard. And if you listen to most of the multimillion billionaires in the world, they didn't have easy lifestyles. They didn't have easy childhoods. They worked hard. And that's also 
how they became successful because they had to work for it. So go for it, ladies, go get whatever it is God's calling you to get, to do. So, and so that you can be generous. And when we're thinking about generosity from that perspective, that's a whole nother window, right? Because if you are focused on your goals, what is the best way to stay focused, to stay persistent, to keep going? It's when you have a goal, isn't it, ladies? But when I say to myself, by five years from now, I want to be making $10 million a year, that's awesome. But the $10 million a year doesn't excite me. You see, I made more than that a year previously, and my life wasn't that great. So the money doesn't excite me. You know what excites me? And this is where when God shifted my brain about generosity, that it shifted my perspective on going after the things that he's opened doors for me to go after is what am I going to do with it? How am I going to use that? How am I going to steward his money? Because it's not my money. He's blessing me. And I believe with everything in me, you can hold me accountable, ladies, that five years from now, I will be making at least a million dollars a month. That is my goal. And I want to be generous with it. I am already picturing the children in human trapped in human trafficking that I'm going to be able to help rescue. I'm already picturing the um, girls in Africa that were teaching vocations so that they can, they can um, succeed in life and have an income and support their children without having to be trafficked. So I'm already seeing those things as if they are. I'm visualizing. I'm already know where I'm going to put some of it. I've been praying about where God wants me to impact the world. That is what excites me. When I think about how I can be more generous. So generosity not only helps others, it helps you because when you really are of a generous heart and you're focused on doing for others, there's nothing more rewarding than being generous to others. Just recently, my husband and I, we we do couples coaching every year now since we attended. Twice a year, they do it for JH Outback. And it's a marriage retreat. And it's it's a sacrifice because, you know, the couples stay in tents. They're really, really nice tents. So if you want to go to a really great program, it's out of this world amazing for couples. They also have teens and parents. They also have university. So I highly, highly, highly recommend it. We love it so much. We go back every time they do it here in South Florida and I love it. Can I tell you, sometimes it's a huge stretch with time because we've done back-to-back weekends and we've done it with a generous heart, knowing that God's called us to do it. And can I tell you, it is so rewarding. There's nothing more rewarding than to see the impact that you're able to make when God uses you. So don't, I remember John Maxwell recently did a um, a podcast himself. He says, what if you said yes? What if you said yes? Everyone says, say no, say no, say no. But what if you said yes? What if you said yes to generosity, generosity of time, generosity of treasure, generosity of your talents? 
sometimes being generous is making a connection. If you have influence, someone may need something from you. Is it you connecting them for a job position? Is is it you connecting them for a business contact that they may need that they don't have the contact, but they know you do? What is it that you can give to others? And that goes back to listening, right? As leaders, we want to make sure we're listening. What is it that the people around us need? Because if we know what they need, then we know how we can be generous to them. If it's our family, if we know their love languages, then it's easier for us to be generous the ways they need us to be generous. So I will encourage you, if you haven't done the five love language test, make sure as a couple and family to have it for kids, they have it for teens, make sure that you do the love languages because then you know how to be generous with your family and what their love language is so that you can meet their needs and be generous. If it's words of affirmation, be generous with words of affirmation. If it's acts of kindness, be generous with acts of kindness. Now, I encourage you, when I led the movement against human trafficking and we climbed all those crazy mountains and we did it to raise millions of dollars for our projects around the world, and that was really incredible because that was really hard to do. But every time I went to our rescue home and saw the little girls, I'll start crying, that we rescued the 40 sweet little girls and they'd say, auntie, auntie, oh, it would melt my heart and it was worth it. And there was one little girl I met when I was in India that was on the street corner begging. And I remember, I remember her face. I, I have her picture. I posted it many different times. She was my why, because the pastor said to me, by the time she's five, she was probably three then. They'll be using her for sex. I'm like, oh no, how can that even be? And it led me, it propelled me to want to climb those crazy mountains. And so the generosity of people that gave to us when we were doing that um, was incredible. But the sacrifice we made of time was incredible on our part, but it was so, so rewarding. So think about how can you get engaged and do things that will impact others and make a difference in the world. One of the women that was the most impactful during that season was Kathy Anderson. She's the one that God first called to climb that first mountain and she invited me and she was at her funeral. She passed away because of pancreatic cancer. She was my partner in the ministry. She and I led it together and it was such a blessing and it broke my heart when she died. And what was really beautiful at her, her funeral though, was when Joanne talked about her, she says, everybody here thinks she's your best friend because that's who she was because she would take the time and pour into you and she would love on you and she would be intentional to build relationship. And um, so we all, you know, and I said, yeah, she was my best friend and another girl. Yep. She was mine. Yep. She was mine. And what kind of legacy is that? Right. So generosity breeds an incredible legacy for others as well. And so with that, you know, we started talking about the Mount Kilimanjaro climbs 
and the love languages, I actually made all my climbers when we climbed Mount Kilimanjaro um, the second time around do the love language test together for their tent mates so that they would know when the other one was struggling going up the mountain, how can I be generous to my tent mate? How can I support my tent mate? Because it's tough. It wasn't easy. And in these tough times, if we understand people, if we listen to people and we learn what it is that they need, what it is that, that, that um, incentivizes them, whether we're leading a team at home, at the office, or we're leading a team online, or we're leading our families, what do they need, want, desire, and how can we be generous of our time and our treasure and our talents? So I encourage you this season, find a few people that you can be generous to and be intentional. Start with your family, start with your spouse, and make sure that you're you're pouring into them because that doesn't make a whole lot of difference if we impact the world and our family is falling apart. We want to make sure that we take care of our families first and then go impact the world together because it is very, very sweet when you do it together. So I pray that you have an incredible Thanksgiving. You have so much to be thankful for. I'm so thankful for you, for all of you, for the calling that God has on my life to support you in your growth, to support you in your businesses, to support you as leaders moms and daughters and wives and um, just make it a great day and God bless you and I will um, look forward to seeing all of you at our events. Have a great day ladies.